I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Welcome back to another episode of the Fifth and Last podcast. We're going to can the news this week and have Mr. Gossip early on, but starting off right now, before we head over to Mr. Gossip, we'll be doing our Fast Five, so highlight, low light, best and worst of the round, and the question of the round, uh, highlight for me, Warriors five in a row, absolutely outstanding to see them playing a bit of ghetto football and uh, getting results. Yeah, my only question is whether they can maintain it or not. Um, uh, I've still got my questions on the Warriors, but for me, the Rabbitohs, they're four points clear at the top. Uh, winning during Origin, you can't ask uh, them to do any more than, than what they're currently doing. They're flying. Uh, I see them as clear premiership favourites at this point in the year. Now, the low for me, I couldn't separate them, but probably one was worse. Jamal Idris is seizing any injury. He obviously fractured his lower leg, uh, broke his lower leg and fractured his ankle, and two of us are Sheck's head clash, which sounded like one straight out of the middle of the bat. It was sickening. Yeah, well... Jamal Idris' leg injury gives Cardi an out. You can just blame that on the bad season. The low light for me, there was two. Nathan Fien, his fly kick on um, Lewis Brown. Lewis Um, Brown did claw him. He gave him the claw. I don't care. It's a low act. You don't kick anyone. The guy was on the ground. He kicked him in the face um, while he wasn't looking. For me, I can't believe that um, it wasn't picked up during the game. The video referee, what were you doing? Eating popcorn. I don't know what the video ref was doing. Uh, the other one was the um, Ashton Sims knee. Awesome. That bloke's a crub. I love he him. just every every game every week, he just does some <laughs> low breed thing. You just think, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm not going like if he, he should just use his aggression like Tarek does, yeah, um, in the right frame. But Ashton. Pull your head in. Still, we say this, but the bike's nearing 200 first grade games. So he's, Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's always played 200 in our He's got games. a haircut like a tomahawk. It's the best. Last week, the last year it was the flying elbow. That's That would have been my highlight. Oh. Actually, changed my highlights. Not the Warriors 5 in a row. It's Ashton <laughs> Sims' knee. That was outstanding. You can't knee a bloke in the head. I love UFC, so I'm all for it. Oh. Drop him in there. Get some R bar going too. Oh, right. uh, best of the round for me, uh, Adam Reynolds. They, everyone keeps saying he wasn't ready this year and they would have... Uh, well, Laurie Daly said he wasn't ready for Origin this year. Other people agreed that he was. Probably the only bit missing was his running game. Well, the last couple of weeks, the blokes, you know, scored a couple of tries. He set one up again on Friday night after getting on a bit of a run. And some of the kicks he puts in, for Christ's sake, Mitchell Pearce, you'd think he's playing AFL. Mitchell Pearce the other night, right? He passed the ball to Anthony Minicello to put a kick in on the last time. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you, Mitchell Pearce. Like, put a kick in, brother. I'm not going to lie. I, I think no. the only person that wanted Mitchell Pearce picked was Laurie Daly. Well, he, Everyone else was like, Laurie, what are you doing? He said it early on. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, Adam Reynolds, he, his kicking game is just about a thousand times better in all aspects. Probably yeah. the, the long kick, he doesn't probably have a bigger boot, but he finds the grass. Mitchell Pearce just can't find the grass. But. Yeah. Uh, mine was Corey Parker. He was sensational in uh, Origin 2. Um, probably unlucky not to win man of the match. 
flies over to New Zealand, um, puts in a cracker performance. I know he missed the goal at the end of the game, but um, he was on weary legs. Uh, and then now they've got to fly all the way down to Melbourne. So, um, you know, he's going great. Yeah, with 200 metres and 50 tackles after playing at Origin, that's, yeah. that's absolutely ridiculous. And I reckon it, it'd be harder for him to back up after Origin on the Sunday. Well, then go to New Zealand four, too. Four days later, yeah. That's, yeah, it was great. Yeah, well, worst of the round for me, I couldn't separate two blokes. <laughs> Anthony Don's one. Do we have to go there? Yeah, we have to go there. I'm, I'm giving you a pat on the shoulder right yeah. now, just to say, you know, they're there. And your best, your favourite player, your best mate, Mark Minicello. <sighs> Mark Minicello spilt the pill about five times. He, he gave away... <laughs> Probably, I think they only got penalised six times. I think he gave away at least three of them. Mm. The bloke's just a loose cannon. He's well past. I've been it. saying it for three years. Yeah, I know. Well, no you saw him for two more, so I can't fun. believe it. He's going to um, be there next year. I instead of just uh, instead of highlighting any individuals, I just said their whole first forty. <laughs> Newcastle almost kept up with the score uh, with the clock. It was forty-two nil after forty-two minutes. That's ridiculous. Oh, it up. was in, it was embarrassing. Oh, and people are messaging me going, ah, oh, the Titans suck. I'm like, I told you that a month ago. Mm. Don't message me and abuse me. I told you when we were winning that we're no good and we've got a crap coach and just crap <laughs> roster. Like, we're pretenders. I think anyone below the top four are pretenders. <laughs> um, anyone? Anyone. All of them. No, still, none of, no team below the top four I will still win the think comp. a side like the Dogs, who are seven from nine, no. who, who have barely even played a decent game and won... Yeah, but, but if, you can't... I'm not going to take teams now on faith on what I'm not they might do. Faith. Seven from nine is a pretty bloody good run for a team that's playing audience. For me, it's Rabbitohs, Melbourne, and the rest... or And the Roosters, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll about to say. But the Roosters, they even got rolled by Melbourne, and Melbourne weren't at their best. I, I still think it's yeah, in, it's, a, it's a racing two we're for still me, talking, Storm. We're still talking maturity going forward, I think. Yeah. Melbourne lose well. I think, I think Roosters, they're going to be the side that are going to get much better from this year. They're going to be the side that probably... Like the Rabbitohs last year, losing the preliminary think. final... Uh, and come good next year. I think the Roosters are the Rabbitohs of last season. I still don't. I look at them. They've got more firepower than the Rabbitohs had last season right now. And they've got players yeah, fair that have finals experience already. So fair I comment. think they've got two spots over the Rabbitohs from last year. But for me... And on top of that, off. they weren't running players like Dylan Farrell or Mick Crocker, a few that are probably, you know, yeah. they were there. But this year they've replaced all of them. I'd be happy for the comp to be called off in five weeks' time and we just play Melbourne versus Rabbitohs for seven weeks, like well, the NBA. I'm a, I'm a Melbourne fan, but to be honest, I wouldn't be putting Melbourne in the grand final. I'd rather see the Roosters and the Rabbitohs play seven times. Yeah. No. I'd rather see Jared mark up on one of the Burgesses <laughs> and I'd like to see Pierce's kicking game against Adam Reynolds' kicking game and watch it's, him find GI a hundred times. This is a time of the year where some people lose faith in Melbourne. Um, I won't be doing it. I haven't lost faith last year. But I'm just saying, uh, out of those two lineups, I don't think how anyone could step over saying that the Roosters, you know, mind you, the Mel- Melbourne of the Titans have probably done Melbourne a favour because Melbourne were disgusting on Saturday night. We've been disgusting too. They were bad. They were bad, man. But I still think the Tigers played the conditions better. But they did. We're, right, we're, question, going, we're going a bit long here, but the question last week was obviously the margin on the uh, New South Wales versus Maroons game. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen plus was the winner. We've sent out uh, a notification or a message to who the winner was. I can't remember the name. Greg Dixon. Time. Greg Dixon. Greg Dixon. He hasn't got back to us. So Dick champion. Allen. Sort it out. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you want your prize, you better let us know. Yeah. Uh, you know some details and hit us up there. But question for this week? Uh, question for this week is: After being touted as top four certainties before a ball was kicked, the Cowboys are two wins out of the top eight. Do you think they'll make the eight or not? Um, pretty simple. I think they will. I'd like to think they would because I bloody back. They're them. coming good. I was very heavy on them at the start of the year, and they're making me look like a retard. So. No. Pull, going pull your fingers out, JT. Sort it out. They, uh, after watching them play on Sunday night, I think they're almost back to uh, top form. Yeah, I think their spine is pretty much sorted now. The only thing... Matty B's back this week too. 
I would be picking him. <laughs> I was waiting for it. He's on deteriorating knees. They're talking yeah. about it. They've signed a guy today, Merzon, Hezron, Merger or something. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. He's yeah. playing Q Cup. Supposedly, he's the, the touted replacement because okay. Clint Greenshields couldn't catch a cold. So, no. uh, moving on from this, we'll jump in now with Mr. Gossip and see what's going on. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Sneakier than the butler from Mr. Deeds who wanted to touch Adam Sandler's feet, Mr. Gossip. <laughs> Evening, ladies. What's happening? Not much, man. What's going on? Well, I'll play a gossip this week, boys. Yeah? It's a... Uh, kick it. Sorry? Yeah, uh, it's one of those weeks, huh? Get your shovel out, yeah. let's do this, start digging. <laughs> like fluffy chair then. Oh, I don't know, drink it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what's wrong. <laughs> I'm on holidays at the moment, so it's great. Mm, likewise. Loving <laughs> life. Yeah, and I'm not, so fuck the period. <laughs> 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 All right, boys, we've got to kick it off with the Rabbitohs. Roy Asatasi now. He's just signed a two-year deal with the Warrington Wolves over in the UK Super League. So, look, probably a good time for our old boy to go over there, I think. Yeah. Well, he's not really getting a run with the Rabbitohs, is he? And uh, they've got 18 Burgess brothers there to uh, fill their forward pack for the next couple of years. And I think he'd be on decent coin at the Rabbitohs as well. Like, when he signed his deal, he was playing pretty good footy, and he was one of their only marquee forwards. So, uh, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't really have any complaints about it. I'm... He's a good player. Like. He is a good player, but he's been very injury, injury prone, prone since he got there. He's slowed down a lot. He's definitely not the Roy Azatazi of old, but as uh, any good player does, go to England, get your paycheck, and get your pension sorted. Yeah, look, another one, boys. I, I, I can't fathom this one. St. Helens hooker James Robbie. Now, the Eels have headhunted him. They've offered him Bitcoin. Now, they were very, very confident that James had come over, well, and he's knocked them back. I <laughs> He's twenty. He'll be twenty-eight next year. Why Sticky is looking to England and a hooker over there is beyond me. He's not a bad player. He is a good player. No, but he's good, why he's is Parramatta player, just looking to buy the whole England international? Well, I tell you what, he's three times the player of Matt Keating. I'll give you the inside word. But how much do they offer him? They offer him seven fifty. No, 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 I'm hearing about 380 to 400k a year, but yeah, for an international, it's 28 years old. I, you know, I, I don't think it's a wise. Yeah, well, it would be a wise move. No offense, I wonder. He'll probably much, sign and renege anyway. How much would it be on a bloody St Helens? He's like their oh, favorite. Yeah. Him and James Graham were their two favorite sons. He'd be on an absolute mozza. Well, look what James Graham's done over here. Yeah, but James Graham went to a good club. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> good, good point. And, and James Graham got here before the back end of his twenties as well. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I reckon he's all right, Roby. I'd be interested. I, I'd I'd like to see him come over here and play because he carves up the Super League. Yeah, well, yeah, he's managed to talk to a few clubs out here, and the only one that really had a nibble with Parramatta and James has gone, oh, no, Lambert ain't going there. So. Well, well, fair enough, too. Yeah, you just well, stand behind yeah. the goalpost, I'll say. And, and the pound, mate, the pound's still 30 cents above the dollar, so if they're only going to offer you 400 Australian, stuff that, stay where you are. Yeah, yeah exactly. And while we're on the heels, boys, uh, Rima too. look, he's no close to signing with any club, and, uh, you know, he's another one that's, you know, uh, in his 30s now, and... His demands appear to be just too high. You know, he wants a Sydney club. He wants a club that's going to win a premiership. He's throwing out all these demands, but at his age, you know, it's kind of get what you can get. Rennie, you're not that good anymore. Sorry, mate. All I can say, Rennie, is get on your knees and beg Parra to keep them. <laughs> because if you want to be with a premiership contender, 
in Sydney, there's only probably one or two teams right now. I think it's pretty obviously they both are. The Roosters and the Rabbitohs, and they definitely don't need a 31-year-old or well, a 30-year-old. And the Dogs, I guess, but the Dogs won't take They don't need him either. Their forward pack's loaded. They've mm-hmm. got Jackson, Finnegan. You look at the Roosters, they're loaded up. You look at Seattle, they're loaded up. So if you want to win a premiership, mate, you better go to England or France or somewhere else if you want to get paid. I'd be happy to yeah. trade I'd be happy to trade Parramatta, Dave Taylor for any Matua. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to offers. <laughs> You idiot. Yeah, you might have to deflate his ego a little bit, I think, old Renny. Mm. He can come to Melbourne to on minimum wage and do as he's told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of egos, Benji Marshall. Now, he's still on the out with the Tigers. I don't know what's going on there. We hear different stories every day that it's Potter, it's Benji that aren't getting on. Uh, look, he's no close to sign of the Tigers, boys. He's getting offers from Japanese rugby. Who knows where he goes? I, you know, I don't know, to be honest. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for all these people that have been like, oh, he, you know, this and that, and you he's need Benji, and you need this and that. Who cares? He's not playing good footy. Yeah. He's not consistent. And he's chewing up a bucket load of your cap. Him and Adam Blair, both of them should be hung at Leichhardt <laughs> in front of the audience. I think <laughs> they'd get a bigger attendance than the games do. <laughs> it's true. But I, you, yeah, I can't justify you know, that coin. I've no wonder Mick Potter's fallen out with him. Yeah. He's playing like a turd. And now he's whinging that yeah, Steve Humphreys gets fired and he's like, I had a verbal agreement with Steve Humphreys. Well, guess what? Steve Humphreys is scrubbing toilet yeah. somewhere, so he's not going to give you an extra two years on your Steve contract. Steve Humphreys might as well be Mr. Sheen. Yeah. He's, he's nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Play your football. If you want your money, you and want he, your extra two years justify it. Why, why the hell is he negotiating a new deal when he's still got two years to run? Because he's an idiot. I don't know. Yeah, well, managers, right. man. Managers. They are a blight on the game. All I can say is, Benji, if, if the Blues coach, Kerwin, is dumb enough to sign you and take the union, feel free. Mm. Pack your bags yeah. and piss off. Well, and even the try he scored on Saturday night, that was just a kick ahead and a try. Like, he's hardly dominated games for the Tigers. When's the last time you've seen Benji Marshall make one of those runs where well, he just absolutely win a game for him. takes a side apart and runs 70 metres? I haven't seen that for a long time. Mm. Yeah, and your defence is shit out anyway. Exactly. So you want yeah. that money, put it elsewhere. They've got two good 20s teams in a row. They've got Luke Brooks. They've got plenty of kids playing great now who yeah. they're starting to get wins out of. There's plenty of positives there for the Tigers, and I'm sure they could do good on the market next year with Benji's money, that's for sure. Yeah, well, no, well, they yeah. could re-sign those two kids. They don't, the need, two no, they don't need 800 to sign the, them, though. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But, like, you know, you could sign them both for four years, and, you know, your future's almost sealed with the money that you're, you're paying him to get no results. And it's a results-driven business, regardless of what Benji Marshall's done in the past. Yeah, well, finals it counts campaigns. For, it counts for nothing. How many finals campaigns? We're well, since they've won that comp. Two, um, isn't it? I think two. Yeah, and a lot of those yeah. years they were favourites. Them yeah. and St. George. And how many times did they finish ninth or tenth? Yeah, plenty. And how many comps since then? Yeah, no. okay. So okay. if so you want exactly. everyone these people say long serve it, money worth it, wake up yourself. Yeah. You get nothing out of him. He's chewing up a big hunkier cap and he thinks he's better than everyone else on the team. So move on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Look, continuing on with the theme of old men on the podcast, Michael <laughs> Dobson he's oh, from Hull Keg. Uh, he's come over to the Knights to join the retirement home out of the Knights. Now, he'll be 28 next year, Dobson. I remember him playing for the Raiders quite a few years back. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this one, lads? He's 40, 20. He's 20, yeah. but he looks like he's 40. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, I played him in a school game once, and like when we were getting off the bus at Arendelle College in Canberra, we are. Uh, <laughs> We all come off the bus, and I thought he was a coach. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he was playing. Yeah, well, so, as, uh, but as, he, he was a decent player. But yeah. Super League's probably his his ceiling. Well, he's, he's not gonna. He's going to be a New South Wales Cup half. 
as per a lot of the country boys that I was roommates with down in Canberra, there seems to be a bit of a fame of having that W in your head or missing that bit of hair fairly early on. So I don't know if it's the cold weather or the country or what it is. But, uh, yeah, he, he killed it over there. He's been in the dream team twice. But coming back to the NRL, I know Newcastle's probably looking for somebody. But Tyron Roberts, it's pretty straightforward that he's going to be there for the long term. And I still think Jared Mullen, and I'm not Jared Mullen's biggest fan. Uh, Brock knows that, that's for sure. Yeah. I still think Jared Mullen's better than uh, Michael Dobson. Yeah, he is. Definitely. Now they've still got Gowie there as well in their book. Oh. Gowie. Gowie. We love Gowie, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Productivity oh. of going out went up 200% team bonding. It's, it's up yeah. on an all-time high. I've seen some of Craig Gowie's best moves. Uh, when I first started, when I first started, uh, when I first turned 18 and started hitting the clubs around Penrith and, and night spots, <laughs> how many times I saw Craig Gowie out on the source. He taught me everything I know. So Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, guys. Um, Sean Kenny Dow, guys. Now, he's on the outer of the Roosters. He's been on the outer since basically round one. They've been looking to yeah. shock him around. The Sharks look like they're very keen to get him over there. Now, the Sharks, we know they really need some quality outside backs. I'm not a big fan of Sean Kenny Dow, yeah. but he's probably better than what they got at the moment. If you want a quality break dancer, because that's what he looks like when he turns himself inside out six times before he lets someone score a try, SKD, you man, Sharkies, feel mm. free. Yeah, he probably hasn't played a good game since they made the grand final that year. Um, but he's probably better than Ben Pomeroy. So. What, what's happened since then? That's what I want to know. He was an animal. He was out of dummy half. He was keen as mustard. His contact was better. Like, he was jamming this year. He's all hands. He, he turns himself he's inside lost his confidence. Lost he's, his he confidence. just looks confused and defense like everything. But even his attack. He was a weapon a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be the only one in that Roosters team that, that hasn't bought into yeah. the, uh, Robinson's But he, he still can't pick, be picked up with all, you know, the momentum. Like, Jennings has gone there, picked up with the momentum. All these yeah, players that had a bad time last year have all picked up with that momentum and run with it. I have no idea on the back of that Ford pack and Sonny Bill and those halves how he is not blended in or even, you know, looked like, you know, to, to kill it this year. He's probably had one or two games where he scored a couple of tries, but he still hasn't had a great all-round game. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know Roosters fans, they, they look every week for the Sean Kenny Dow moment, and that's usually the yeah. cabbage moment where he does something stupid. He does it every week. He does something dumb. He just, yeah. he kills himself in defence. I don't know what he's doing sometimes. He literally turns himself inside out. He's made a decision... And then he changes his mind, and he does about eight spins, and before you know it... Yeah, but his defensive form's rubbish. He's, mm. he's always turned in or turned out, and it's it's just easy to play on him. So yeah. if you if you watch Roosters games, watch the opposition, they're always attacking his edge. Every game. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they switch him to the wing in defence, but no, who knows, that's their problem. Just take um, him off the field in defence. You'd almost be better. Take, take him off. off the field and then tell run him back stand, on. Tell him yeah. to stand off. Stand, stand get the, off. Get the trainer to grab him and, and get him run up and down the sideline. As soon as they get the ball, just put him back on again. <laughs> Can he catch a high ball? Put Mini on the wing. Do something. Yeah. Speaking of the Roosters, boys, Anthony Minicello now, he's denying that um, he's going to retire at the end of the year. But I know for a fact we can... Uh, they sent some of their big VIPs out here last week to, to talk to Minicello and to try and get him over there. Because obviously, as we know, uh, Wigan's big boy, Sam Tompkins, is going to come out to the Warriors. So they're, they're after a, a fullback. Minicello is on their list. So, look, it'll be interesting to see what the Roosters do with me. They may force him into retirement. Um, but like I said, Wigan are very keen. Yeah, well, if I'm Minicello, I don't know how. Like, I know he's been pretty good this year. I give him a rap. His form's been solid. But going forward for the Roosters... He's not going to be the fullback, and even if you're talking about a winger, they've got some good young backs, uh, you know, in waiting. I think it's about about that time. 
Yeah, it's about time to move aside. Even if he wants to go to a wing, I still don't see that being beneficial for the Roosters. Yeah. It's, it's time to move on. Go to wing and get a payday. Exactly. Yeah, go to wing and get a payday and do the Roosters a favour all the same. Um, but just don't don't have the Roosters push you out. Yeah. I, I think it would be terrible for to see uh, Minicello be pushed out. He's been... Um, you know, the linchpin of that side, uh, he's probably one of the only, well, he's the only remaining guy there that played in all those grand finals. Um, and you're talking about a bloke who almost He, he won missed. the golden boot in 2004, um, and he was one of the elite players in the comp. So, I, you know, I'd hate to see it end, um, you know, not amicably, put it that way. A massive credit to the bloke, too. He come back from two major operations that could have ended, well ended his career, and he's been pretty good since. He's even played blues games since then, so... yeah. Definitely. Move on to Wigan champion. Take the payday. You deserve it. Yeah. My uncle Nick might give him a tap on the shoulder, give him a brown paper bag and move him on. Who knows? Good yeah. times. Yeah. Look, last one I got uh, tonight, boys, is Benny Barber. Now, I'm hearing he's already told his management he's decided he wants out. He's going to Brisbane. So now, look, it's up to Brisbane whether they can get the money that he's asking, uh, get some third-party deals in there as well. Um, obviously now the Broncos, their main focus now is getting Benny over there. So all talks that were being held with David Chillington seem to have been put on hold as well. But look, yeah, Benny Barber, boys, it's a big one. Daily Empire of the Year. He wants out and he's up to Brisbane. Mm, yeah, well, follow his little lady. Yep. And smart man once told me, women, weaken knees. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Bu- good buy for the Broncos. He's, he's got a great couple, buy for the Broncos. Couple of kids as well. So I, the only thing I, I think I said to you today when you told me about this was about Josh Hoffman. He's been absolutely outstanding yeah. on the wing, and yeah. I know that's all well and good. But I'm pretty sure that Josh Hoffman's ambition is not to stay on the wing. Mm. You know, for the years to come. I, I know I'd he's like getting some tries, but Titans throwing some cash. I'd love to have. Yeah, at the well, mate, you've still got Zilman for another fucking seven Zilman, years. Zilman, so. can play, Zilman can play on the wing. I don't care. Get Josh up there. <laughs> I don't know how long he's got left as far as the deal is concerned, but if they're bringing Barber there, I, I think that's great for them. But at the same time, I, I can't see Josh Hoffman wanting to be a winger for his whole life, that's for sure. Yeah, I, he, he, I thought you know, he, he would have been thinking surely that he'd be the fullback next year once Norman's gone. Yeah, the Broncos as well, they need that X factor. They're really lacking that spark this year. They don't really have anyone that side that, that sort of sparks them. So. It's still not going to fix their Haas problem. No. No, well, this is true. This is true, but um, they really haven't bought anyone, really, of any, of any note for next year. So I know if of any fans, I get more emails from Broncos fans every day asking, who are we signing, what are we doing? So this is a big one for them. Yeah, well, this is a much more positive step than David Chillington, that's for sure. Mm. And I, know, I know they got La Matazzi on the cheap. I thought that was a pretty good buy. I think he's a young, solid forward. Probably helped him out with some uh, size issues on the bench. But, you know, he didn't really get to live up to the standards that the Roosters would have hoped. They're, they're pretty well loaded up on grabbing some good under-20s kids, so I'm not surprised he hasn't really got a look in there. Probably better off at Brisbane. I guess, too, boys, on the other, on the, on the other side of the coin... What do the Bulldogs do for a fullback now? Yes. They were very keen to get Izzy Flower over, but he looks settled in rugby now. So, okay, so he's going to stay in rugby, you think? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think so. All the word I'm getting is that he's going to stay in rugby. So, where do the Bulldogs go? They'll be cashed up. They'll, they'll be here. Who, who goes to fullback now? Good question. Josh yeah. Morris could. Nah, I would put Josh Morris there. And I was about to say the, the other kind of thing about it is they're not exactly going to go back to putting Drury Low there as a long-term solution. He got ragdolled, but. They had a, a bloke from the 20s the other year before, Jared McCullum, who absolutely killed it. He had like 13 tries in 11 games or something like that. Oh, he's fallen off the face of the earth. They replaced him with a, another bloke called Patrick Templeman, 
who goes all right, but he's built like a pencil, so he's definitely not ready for first grade. Mm. But I mean, he looked like one of those kids that was just ready to, to burst through in a grade and probably had to leave the dogs to get a chance, but I haven't seen him there or anywhere since, so I don't know what happened put to Inu him. back there. Yeah, well, Inu played uh, his first ever international game there after only Four two games. games for Para, so... Yeah. Yeah, there's options there anyway. Yeah, well, well, that's all I've got this week, fellas. Alrighty, all righty, we'll uh, move on to our round 17 tips. Um, bit of an update. Gossip, you're still ahead, 79. Um, I've got I've got one up on you this week. I'm on 75, but I've skipped a few away from Louis. He's on 72. Yeah, so, good times. <laughs> loving life. Um, I'm feeling <laughs> confident coming into the back end of the season. I'm battling, but I'm going to keep throwing them. I'm like, I'm like Rocky, you know. This is a 12-round fight. I ain't going down. Before we, uh, <clears throat> before we started recording tonight... Lewis actually complained about the order in which we do the tips. He yeah. thinks you've got an advantage coming <laughs> coming in last after we've made our selections. I'm calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the bottom rung. I'm going last this week. So yeah, he's, 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 going, he's going last. I'm going so, ghetto option this week. Um, we I'm might get last. we'll get yours first. That'll make it easier. Um, but to start with, Amy Park Storm Broncos Friday night. Um, four successive losses on the road for the Broncos. Um, and they've only won one of their last ten in Melbourne. So who do you like, Gossip? Look, I'm going to pick the Storm. Uh, they're coming off a loss as well. But look, their Origin boys are all settled now. Um, you know, last week, don't, I don't even look at last week's game against the Tigers. That was a half-assed game in the wet. Um, yeah, I think Bellamy held the boys up for this one. I think the Storm. Yeah, I agree. Storm. Yeah, I'm going to tip Storm. That's pretty obvious. Okay. Yeah, that, was, that got you an advantage. That didn't help, man. There's no advantage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other Friday night game at Shark Stadium uh, is the Cronulla Sharkies up against the West Tigers. Uh, the Sharks, two wins from their past 15 games against the Tigers. That's an interesting start. Um, and 10 years since the Sharks beat the Sh- Tigers at Shark Stadium. Wow. So, yeah, wow. Some uh, tips there that probably told me I should tip the Tigers. And when, uh, you know... It's a 79th minute, and I haven't tipped the Tigers, and they win. I'll be throwing things around the lounge room as usual, but I'm going to tip the Sharks. Yeah, look, there's two, there's two teams that I, I really struggle to tip, and that's the Tigers and the Warriors. I, you never know what you're going to get. The Tigers' form, Tigers form has been good of late, but I like the Sharks. I think the Sharks will get them at home. Yeah, especially. So I think the will be broken. Yeah. Especially at home. Well, this is killing me because now you've just opened... <laughs> you've both opened it up for me to go to the Tigers, but at Shark Park, I struggle to tip against them because when they go there, it's just like prison. It's absolutely ghetto when they get in Shark Park. Well, they've only Park. won two of their last 15 against the Tigers. Uh, well, like I said, I'm battling from behind, so I'm just going to tip the Tigers out of spot. Good. But I think the Shark's going to win. <laughs> okay, so you've tipped the Tigers. I'm, I'm willing to go down in flames. Excellent. I think the Shark's going to win. He's pushed the panic button at round 17. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First of the Saturday games, 5.30. Uh, the Dragons, they take on the Roosters oh, at Win Jubilee. Uh, well, what do you say here? I think the Dragons are going like busteds. I thought Penrith, uh, Penrith were good, but obviously they've got a lot of injuries, and um, it's a game that if the Dragons were serious about making the top eight, they should have won last week. Yeah, they've um, lost Dan Hunt now, and Matt Cooper's not going to be back, and they're you know they're blooding some kids. I think it's about time they chucked in Drinkwater or maybe Seeker. They've bought in. They need to start looking for next year, I think. Well, they haven't, um, and I'm going to tip the Roosters. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'll go, I'm happy to go before you for this one, Gossip. There's nothing going to change here, the Roosters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah look, the only thing the Dragons have got going for them is that they're at Oakie Jubilee. Um, but, look, you've got to tip the Roosters. And it, it's funny that Jamie Salad leaves them, goes over to England. And his first game, boys, for um, the London Broncos, he had an absolute gem of a game, scored a try, 
scored a ton of points, so um, yeah, he's playing really well over there. Yeah. Well, it's New South Wales Cup standard over there. Yeah, he's playing so. Super League. <coughs> Cop that Super League. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is true. This is true. But he's, he's still better than what they got there at the moment. Mm. All righty. Uh, the other Saturday night game, my Titans take on uh, the Panthers. Interesting. Up in Darwin. God knows why we took the game up there, but anyway. Um, the Titans, let's see if they can't concede 40-odd points and they might be in with a chance in this one. Um, I, this one's the toughest game of the weekend tip, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to go the Panthers. I think they're in good form. Uh, the only concern is travelling up there. Um, the Gold Coast gets some players back, but they were disgusting the other day. I can't tip them based on what I saw the other, the other day. Yeah, I'm going to go the BBS boys, the bounce back factor. I'm going to tip the Titans. Like the Panthers, I'm hearing Lewis Brown's in a bit of doubt as well, and, and he's very good for them uh, the past couple of weeks. You know what, I don't care who's out for the Panthers, because uh, they, <laughs> they always come and they they play hard every week, regardless of who they put on the field. You can't say the same for the Titans. <laughs> you're, you're a very good <laughs> 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 yeah, It comes down to the coach then, doesn't it? We know Ivan really gets the boys switched on. Exactly. Yeah. We're not sure what Cartwright does for him. I think yeah, he plays with his playing, Transformers. He's, play, he's playing with his Lego in the corner <laughs> of the coach's room. I don't know what he's doing. He's having a great time, though. <laughs> Good on you, Carter. <laughs> uh, well, you've kind of you've kind of killed me here because I was sitting here on my head thinking they're both going to tip Panthers. I'm going to get the Titans here, but I'm still going to tip the Titans. Okay, good. That means I'll get yeah. beat. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Sunday, first game, Canberra Raiders, North Queensland Cowboys. Canberra undefeated at home. They take on the Cowboys who are finding some form. Uh, this is another hard game. Uh, I'm going to tip the Cowboys. Aren't they coming good? Yeah, I'm going to go the Cowboys as well. Um, the Raiders, they were shocking, absolutely shocking against uh, the Bunnies. Um, but then again, the Bunnies are least in the competition. But yeah, that didn't impress me at all. So Cowboys yeah, have won their last. Though. Cowboys have won their last five in a row over the Raiders. So well, that's it. There you go. Yeah, well, this is killing me because, once again, I'd love to say I could back the Raiders at home, but... They've you know, won 10 straight at home. They're missing... Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're missing <laughs> a couple matter. of forwards. They're missing a couple of backs. The Fergo, then Dugan, Shur, uh, Shandor's elbow. Uh, you know, they've got Jackie White and Joel Thompson playing in the centres just to try and cover up for the fact that they're missing. You know, Till is supposed to play this week, maybe out. Brett White out. They're, yeah, they're just in shambles at the moment, so I can't go with them. They're beating up. They're lacking confidence. Cowboys. Alrighty, yeah. uh, the other Sunday game, or there's three on Sunday, Super Sunday again. Uh, the Bulldogs take on the Knights down here at ANZ. Now, the last time these two sides played, uh, the Knights actually gave them a, a, a bit of a touch-up about six weeks ago. The Knights, that was a soft win last week. I don't care what anyone says. They mm. played a team who just didn't turn up. The Bulldogs will be ready for this one. Um, the Bulldogs are probably in a similar position to what the Cowboys are. They they can't afford to drop too many more. I think the Dogs will win. Yeah, I think the Dogs will win as well. Um, like you said, they got touched up a couple of weeks ago by the Knights. But look, I called the Knights a few weeks ago, um, the wankers' elbow, because they're up and down. But they are, though, honestly. You know, they, they, they put in that great performance last week and they'll probably, you know, well, play with turds this week. Yeah. Sorry, this game's at this game's at Mackay, Virgin Australia Stadium. Grow on the game, my friends. Grow on the game. Oh, awesome. in, that, in that case, I'm going it because that's Benny Barber's hometown. Yeah, and last year he killed Melbourne when he was there. He embarrassed us and put that chip kick in for Josh Morris. Wasn't happy. Yeah. All righty. So we're all tipping the dogs. Yep. All righty. Sunday. Well, Sunday afternoon in Perth, but is. Sunday night here. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> the Rabbitohs. They take on the Warriors over there. The Rabbitohs got a good, pretty good record when they take games to Perth. Um, the most memorable one, obviously, would be that uh, the the wet game a couple of years ago where John Lang did the slide in the in the wet. Good. <laughs> I think 
all the water might have gone to his brain by the way he was coaching. Um, I'm going to tip the Bunnies. I still am not convinced by the Warriors, even though they, they were impressive, obviously winning over the Broncos, but Broncos had to travel and had a lot of guys backing up from origin. So the Bunnies are in great form. I think they're the team to beat, and I think they'll continue on their winning run. Yeah, look, if it's in New Zealand, I tip the Warriors. You know, it's getting played at Perth, so it might even it up a little bit. But, yeah, you can't go past the bunny, so I'll tip the rabbits. Well, here's another one. I'm willing to cut the red. I'm willing to cut the red. I'm going to cut the red cable. I'm willing to fucking tinker with a bomb. I'm going to tip the Warriors. Yeah. I'm not confident at all. I think the uh, the Rabbitohs will absolutely dax them this week because they haven't really played a team with as uh, much strike power and structure as them. But at the same time, I'm hoping to see a bit of ghetto football and hopefully they break the Rabbitohs. Well, how many down. of the how many of the Warriors won now in a row? Five. Five in a row. I think it's five in a row. Yeah, so. And look, the last time these. These teams met was over in New Zealand, and they were almost lost. The last 10, so. mm. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, come on, Warriors, Brad. They, they were leading that game as well. <laughs> the Warriors got the um, They were. Yeah. All right. Um, well, the last game. I mean, do we need even tip this game? Manly, Manly. versus Para. I, I don't know. Monday yeah. night. <laughs> if there's ever going to be an upset, maybe on Monday night. And I think Parramatta against Manly. They. Uh, when they're underdogs, they seem to seem to lift for this game. Um, they lose it when they seem to be favourites. But I can remember the last couple of years, some very close games between these sides when you thought Manly would have bloodbathed them. But I'm going to tip Manly. I can't tip Parramatta. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> They've had a couple of losses in a row. They need something. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a shellacking. And much like Dave Williams is a fray, I think there's only going to be a, one mob running away, and that's going to be Parramatta, <laughs> not, not, not Manly. Well, look, the pressure's going to be really on the Seagulls. If they can't win this... That's, you know, I think that's what four losses in a row for the Seagulls. So they're really going to be up to this one. Um, you know, me boys, I like to tip it up. Set them on Monday night, but I just, I can't put my money on the Eels. I think the only good thing they've got going for them is they're off the bye, but, yeah, I, I can't do it. I'm going to have to go with Manly. I'd love to see the Eels win, Mark. How no. upset would Jeff Toovey be? Jeff Toovey, <laughs> that's another thing. I've got a bone to pick with Jeff Toovey. Start blowing up again. Like, he, he got <laughs> heaps of bad calls on Monday night, and I was like, I couldn't wait for the uh, press conference to be uploaded on Fox Sports, and I was, like, watching it. And he's like, oh, oh no, what do you do? We can't control it. I'm like, Jeff. Control our own destiny. Get, where's Angry Jeff? Get him back out. Like, it just, you know, you make know. it sound like he's one of the bloody wiggles. It's, oh, it's not wake up Jeff now, it's Angry Jeff. Yeah, bring back Angry Jeff. He, he was the best. <laughs> He, he looked like he was going to have a bloody brain aneurysm last year when he was going off and at the start of this year. Yeah, well, well, but what are these referees thinking? <laughs> what the bloody hell's wrong with them? Uh, now he's just, like, loving them. I don't know. Yeah, come on, Jeff. I'm a big fan. I, I'm no David Middleton, but I can't remember the last time the Seagulls sort of lost four in a row, so, mm. yeah, wow. He goes, we've got yeah, to be God better. He's, he, that's his favourite line. We've got to be better. We've got to be better. Yeah, and you know Control what, our own destiny. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Wake up, yeah. Jeff. Oh well, we'll wait and say. Well, let's hope Manly lose so he can and Jeff explodes. Come on, the Warriors! Come on, <laughs> go the Warriors! Uh, let's see if I can get at least one of these upsets. Actually, I need both because if I tip one, the other one just doesn't count. It's not. You a need a full round, I think, mate. I need a full round. I need more than four rounds. I need to absolutely <laughs> flog this like my Kobe. If he gets a full round, wait for him to go. Oh, bonus point! Bonus point! Mate, I'm not, I'm not asking for no bonus. There's no bonus points here, mate. I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to go down swinging. Like Rocky said to Adrian, I love you! Adrian! All the way to the grave, my friends. All the way to the grave. All right? All right. Thanks again, mate, for all the uh, inside word. We'll have a chat to you next week. No worries. Thanks, lads. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. See you, mate.
for all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. Right, jumping in our reviews of the games from the weekend. Starting on Friday night, an absolute shellacking. The Raiders getting belted by South 32-2. Kicked a penalty goal in the fifth minute, which seemed like a great idea in the rain, but then proceeded to get beaten up 32 unanswered points. They did. South Sydney are so good, they're ruining games. Wow. Um, they were unbelievable. Again, in, in the weather, um, I backed the unders, which was 34, and I was panicking. South almost scored 34 on their own. Mm. Um it was just that their defence was good enough that got me through in my bet. But, um, yeah, there's not much else you can say. They played the conditions great. Um, they kicked long, chased hard, defended well, um, and Canberra just had no answer. I don't, I don't know what to make of that from Canberra's point of view. I, I think that just Stouts were, were too good. Well, people were saying Canberra didn't play that bad, but I disagree. Like, they're short on troops, I'm not going to lie. They are missing a few. Yeah. They are lacking confidence, and they don't travel well. But, you know, the stats, when I looked at it, it was... Pretty much, you know, it was 14 apiece as far as errors were concerned, which you can think would be pretty normal in the rain. But the biggest difference is penetration. Six to one in line breaks and 30 missed tackles to 13. And yeah, but that's I, just your simple stuff. I walked away from the game thinking, uh, or from watching the game, thinking the Rabbitohs were good, not the Raiders were bad. No, nah, um, and that's what and, I mean. And the Raiders have got their excuses. They've got players out. And um, obviously it's, a, it's a, uh, a hard time of the year for them. Um, especially with all the fallout from the Ferguson situation. Yeah, and Dugan's obviously yeah. prior to that. So I think that's more of it. You know, It's a beat-up to your confidence. They were doing so well on the back of Ferguson coming back and yeah. riding on his high and Campese's high. And the moment that all kind of hit the fan again, Yeah, they've had a couple more injuries. Shandor's Earl's elbows popped out. Brett White's going down with his knee. Uh, you know, I think it's just another black eye and that they're kind of all licking their wounds at the moment. But... Uh, just the South squad is amazing, you know. The depth that they've shown during the origin period to win games and uh, then to come back. And um, McQueen was the only one who didn't play. They still got the job done fairly easily. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds starting to run the ball a lot more. Set up the first try to Burgess, who was epic. Uh, Isaac Luke with a cheap barge over. G.I. to Merritt, same old thing we've seen week in, week out. He just attracts so many defenders. He's like a magnet. They're just all looking at him. They're all yeah. mesmerised. And there was an awesome try late on there for Dylan Walker. Adam Reynolds put a pearl of a kick through, and Justin Hunt, who I think would be a great pickup for any NRL club who you know can't get regular first grade there, put in a cracker of a grubber, and as uh, Phil Good says, a lot beware the second kick. Dylan Walker crashes over, and all I can say is premier premier threats and their class, they're all class. Yeah, I think uh, I can't see a side beating them at this point of the year. Mm. Um, if they can maintain mm. this form, the only side that you know obviously. On big on is is Melbourne, um, and I'll leave you out of that. But uh, I think it's a race in two, and they're both clearly uh, the two best teams in the competition. Uh, and I'd, I'd leave uh, the Roosters just outside of that. Uh, yeah, I well, think the Roosters will be better for the run next season. I keep saying, or I throw the Roosters in because unlike yeah. Rabbitohs last <laughs> year, Sonny Bill, a couple of those blokes, they've already been to a grand final. A lot of them, Pierce Maloney, so I don't see them having the same kind of scars that the Rabbitohs did last year. But yeah. Uh, you know, for the Raiders, there wasn't too many positives besides Shillington pushed his claims with 190 metres to get back in origin. Yeah. 
Uh, Sam Salima in a, in a very badly beaten side. He had seven tackle busts and 120 metres out of dummy half. So I thought uh, Joel Thompson was good. Yeah, um, he had a good game. He's wore the brunt of a lot of campies. He's uh, you know short passes last couple of weeks, and he yeah. just cops it sweet. For South, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's the spine every week. You can say Gi Sutton Reynolds and Luke. Yeah, I think Luke especially was a bit slow at the start of the year, but it seems like he's bought into it all a bit more now. Yeah, and uh, Sam Burgess led from the front. He got another pie and another 150 meters. So they get Big Georgie back this week after Georgie. his rage up North Queensland. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Smashing everything up, but uh, moving on from that game, just absolute class, the, uh, the Rabbitohs. Saturday kicked off, Tigers versus the Storm, 22-4. to 4. Uh, I'm not going to take anything away from the Storm like a lot of people tried to. They just play the conditions better than us. The yeah. Tigers, yeah. There was no Cameron Smith. I do back up any day of the week that he, you know, absolutely controls our side and it showed because we just looked frustrated. Well, yeah, he was Cronk never matching origin. Yeah, well, Cronk got stuck into Finch a few times. Uh, the Fords didn't look as crash right running off Hinchcliffe as they do. Smith and Billy Slater a few times. Just, you know, in the rain, we needed to grind things out and probably be a little more patient. He threw a couple of wild passes and put he put a, a couple of grubbers in on the second uh. and... You know, he, he kind of killed me on his own. You know, I really thought we just needed to get into the grind. But full credit to the Tigers. They they jammed him. They offered us to go around the outside, which we couldn't. Uh, they got forward 1,500 metres to 1,200 over us very easily. And, uh, you know, they've scored a couple of kicks, which is the best way to usually get your points in the rain. So good on them. Yep, I, I would concur with all of that. I thought Melbourne had plenty of chances to win it. Uh, they just kept making poor errors. Uh, their completion rate was um, actually pretty good. Considering, uh, you know, considering how many errors we probably took away from the game, thinking, man, Billy Slater kicked it out on yeah. tackle two. Uh, if they could just maintain some pressure, I felt like the Tigers were gonna were going to uh, crack. I, I think also the Storm, uh, the tries they conceded, a lot of them were from um, you know at their own end of the field in situations where they could have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the thing for me. I, I even thought at half time. Tigers, they scored two tries against the run of play. Melbourne's try was fairly simple uh, to Maurice Blair. I just felt like if they could hold the ball down the Tigers, then they'd win. Um, and Craig Bellamy sort of said as much in the press conference that he thought that uh, they lost the game more than the Tigers won it. And I know Robbie Farrow probably but he blew up about that yeah, after the game. So, I mean, from Craig's point of view, I can understand it. From yeah. Robbie's point of view, I can understand why he's upset because yeah, well, they, they totally deserve to win. Um, but, but I felt like, yeah, it was a, it was a game more that the Storm lost rather than the Tigers won. Well, I agree, and I think the conditions totally suited the Tigers, not the Storm. As a fan looking forward, I'm not really bothered, you know. You take Smith out of that side. Smith is, out of those three players, the linchpin of that organisation. Uh, probably my only concern, I know he's only been in for two weeks and he hasn't played with us all year, is Brett Finch slotting into Widop's role. Because mm. Widop had a few quiet weeks after signing his big contract, but after that he kicked right back into what he should be doing for us. So. Yeah. Well, um, I'd, I'd get the young kid back in. Uh, played, yeah, I'd get Hampton in. He, the only he thing is, he played fullback. He didn't play six. So, yeah. you know, if well, they, he'd be he'd be in. The, I'd have him there. 
Yeah. Widop was the same thing. He was a he was a fullback that it went to play different six. build though, very different build. Um, Benny Hampton barely doesn't even weigh eighty kilos. That's my main concern. If yeah. he has to defend front line, he's not. Even though Widop wasn't the greatest defender, he has a lot bigger frame than what Ben Hampton does to defend himself against honourable players. But yeah. I thought Simona and Nofaluma, the two wingers for the Tigers, absolutely outstanding. Uh, they're going to get a lot out of them in the future. Aaron Woods, hundred eighty meters. Yeah. You know, people said Benji was good. I thought, you know, it was more so Farah and the forwards really... Farah made almost you know, 60 tackles. And and the forwards really laid the platform. They stepped up in the wet there and tried to bash Melbourne in their own end, and I think they did a really good job. Yeah. One thing for Woods, for me, as an origin, if I was an origin selector, three errors. Mm. Three errors. Um, and, uh, you know, I just I look at that and go, mm, like, you can come up with them at critical times as well. And he, he missed three tackles. And missing tackles in the middle of the field, um, not a good thing. But in that weather, like I said, you've got to take that into account. Everyone messes up in that weather. I think Ryan Hoffman missed something like six tackles in that game. Okay. And he's an yeah. origin player, you know. But yeah. wet weather, like, look at the, the two long-distance tries you're talking about. You put those kicks in, you shouldn't be chasing that hard. You should be just having a set line. Mm. CC Wunga chasing through a million miles an hour twice is the reason Simone only had to take one step to the side to let him slide on his ass and let him run 80 metres the other end, you know? Yeah. So that's... The first that's... time, I thought Ryan Hinchcliffe was their best player by more. Yeah. That I, was for me. Yeah. I, I just took out of it. I thought he was just... He was trying hard. I thought Tohu Harris was our best player. Well, he was good as well. And that, yeah. that's another thing I'm taking out of it. You know, our kids are good. We've had a lot of debutants this year, but in particular, our young Kiwi players in Bromwich... Proctor, who have, you know, just stepped up in the players that have moved on, and now Tohu Harris, you just keep pumping them out, so... Yeah. Well, they've um, got similar stats, Hinchcliffe and Harris, mm. uh, but Hinchcliffe made uh, 50-odd tackles, which mm. was a little bit more than... Uh, a little bit more than what uh, Harris made, but uh, Harris is... Considering he wasn't... We got he, less game never time. played first grade up until the start of this year. He had, l- he had less game time. He's been playing off the bench and he still pumps out the numbers. On top of that, though, he's a smart forward. He's a very smart forward. Yeah. He uses his feet. He's got ball. No, no, Harris played, Harris played 80. Hinchcliffe played 60. He did play him for 80, did he? Right. Him for I 80. thought he took him off for a bit, but no. obviously not. But uh, for them, it's going to be like a cohesion over the next few weeks, going through the origin period and obviously Finch settling back in, but... You can't judge Melbourne until the back end of the year when things are settled again. Yeah, The Tigers, their young kids are doing a great job. They're starting to build, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm still not ready to throw my eggs in a basket and say that they're going to be a side playing in the finals. But... No, no the Tigers won't make the eight. No way. It's, it's log jammed all the way down from 5th to 14th. I obviously I'll put, a pen put, put the question up the start of the, uh, a couple of days ago about that. I think it's fairly open, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with injuries and origin coming yeah. up the next few weeks. But the other Saturday night game, the Panthers 25-10 to 10 over the Dragons. Uh, at home there. Early try to DeBellin off rain. You know, really early you kind of thought, all right, the Dragons might be here to play. Mm. Kind of lulled out for a bit. They went set for set. Moylan got one off a kick, which was a great effort, and a late field goal, 7-6 at half time. Second half, it was the same thing again. They got one apiece. Ty got a nice try, and Chase Stanley just doing exactly what I said a couple of weeks ago that Jamie Soud wouldn't do, and just taking the border line as a six. 13-10, yeah. it was close all game. You, you didn't know. It was a bit back and forth. But the, the Dragons, more so than the Panthers, just lack attack. They really, really can't put points on the board. I well, they had to first half. Mm. Penrith could not complete a set for the first 20 minutes of this game. They kept, yeah, they kept the Dragons. They kept the uh, dropping the pill. It was, I couldn't believe that Penrith led at half time, and that just shows you how inefficient the Dragons' attack is. Uh, they couldn't post points. Penrith, they didn't really look in too much trouble defending the Dragons, and that was basically the size of it. Uh, Penrith, that was by, uh, by no. No means a great performance by the Panthers. No, um, but well, it took them to the seventy seventh minute. 
to put him away. To get Seguiara over, and then Roberts got a nice try. Blew it kick. out, yeah. But even with 10 to go, the game was in the balance. You watched um, it, though, and Penrith got repeat sets off Luke Walsh, who I thought had a fantastic game. Can I... One thing, why did Luke Walsh kick the field goal? On no, that half time. Just negative, I think. I think they should have been going. They, they should have ran it to the left-hand side. I think they would have scored. But it's a it's just one of those things. Day. A lot of NRL teams do it now. You seem to take that one-point buffer. We've yeah. seen it be uh, important in a yeah, lot of yeah, games. Yeah, I but, agree. You know, I think the main thing, once again, for the Panthers to come out of this is the players that they're building on, You know, like your Moylan, uh, Matt Robinson, Isaac John, Dean Farre, Seguiara. They've taken a lot of these kids in and they're trying to turn into regular first graders. So even with Manu and Humble... Uh, McKendry, Mansour, Lachlan out these kind of guys, they're building stable first graders. Much the same for the Dragons. I know they're losing, but I look at players like DeBellin, who I thought was their best. He had yeah, 160 metres in a try. Agree. Uh, Chase Stanley, I know he's had some injuries, but he's playing well. Tyson Frizzell's been good all year. Mitchell Rain, they're in the same kind of boat. I, th- mm. I think it's now that time. I've said it a million times. Drink water. Now they've got Seeker. They need to start throwing these blokes in and start building for next year, I think. It's time to blow it up. Dan Hunt's sure. injured now as well. Matt Cooper's got a toe problem. There's players not there. Now's the time to start looking at your future. Stop trying to hang on to a finals campaign that's definitely not going to you know, materialise. No, agree, agree. Uh, DeBellin, by far and away the best for mm. me. Um, for the Panthers. just pop gun. Their attack was pop gun. Panthers, I think. Uh, Walsh, like I said, I'm very disappointed you know, that to, to see these kind of games and you know he's moving on. Mm. Uh, and then Mossy well, Masoy. Mossy Masoy's good too. Yeah, Masoy. 200 metres. To start the game, he was slow, but then for the rest of the game, by crikey, you know who if he carries give, the ball like that every time he comes on. You know what I give a rap to, too, and I've felt it the last couple of weeks, and he doesn't get enough credit. It's poor old Kevin Kingston. He's getting moved yeah. on, but the bloke's outstanding, and he stays on. I like that, the double they do, leaving him and Seguiara on, and he takes hit-ups. He uses his feet, and he's only a small bloke, but yeah. he tackles his ass off every week. He always makes over 50. I really don't think he gets enough credit, but... You know, then you look at Seguiara, I'm not surprised they're trying to move somebody on to open up the gate for him because he's an outstanding player. I thought Matty Moylan was good as well. He's a, he's a great young kid. I think with another preseason under his belt at fullback, he's going to be uh, something special. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen to Lock and Coot now because it seems like those cool. halves have been maybe tied up and that fullback's been taken away. So yeah. what, what's going to come of Lock and Coot when he comes back from an injury? Who knows? Which is a peck and a couple of knees now. We're going to have to wait and see. He might yeah. have to. Uh, Seven times, maybe. We're not too sure. But yeah. uh, Moving on to Sunday, Newcastle 46-16 to 16 over the Titans. Uh, you know, they go into this game. they got no Nate Miles. they got no Dave Taylor. Uh, Newcastle, fairly fresh. You know, Boyd was the only one who backed up. He sat on a wing and caught the ball off Greg a couple of times. Then Jamal Idris breaks his leg and fractures his ankle. I think from that moment on, that right edge was just fair game. And uh, yeah. Newcastle scored all eight tries down that left-hand. Uh, that their left-hand attack. Yeah. Your right side defence. Well, Jamal's been carrying Anthony Don around in his little kangaroo pouch. Pretty much. And once the big kangaroo went away, Anthony Don was exposed and he was disgusting. He right? was doing what I like to call the crab shuffle. He went side to side. He never moved off his line. Any idiot knows. Oh, I and the other thing for me, watching the game, and I watched the replay today belated and I don't know how I watched it, but... The Titans' defence on their line, they don't move. They, like, they move they and they get to a point and then they just move sideways. So I don't throw it all on Anthony Don. I, when you when Newcastle got a five-on-three overlap, 
You can't defend three players. You still have to jam somebody though. That's my that was my bother. Yeah, but I, I don't think boarded. I don't think he, there was no pressure from the inside from the Newcastle defense yeah, uh, from the Titans defense to force Newcastle to pass the ball. Darius Boyd though threw the same pass for James McManus three times. We watched the mirror play yeah. three times. I don't care. Yeah, but if he then if holds that short, and hits a short man, it yeah, looks, I know, but if you're, if if you're short or not. <clears throat> you still need to pick a body. Nothing yeah. gives me the shits more uh, when you're playing or either watching it, especially in NRL. Sliding on your line, everybody knows. Lay Le- Le- Lewis tries a perfect example. Yeah, the defender hit him. They picked the right man, but when you're on your line and you're flat-footed, yeah, you just fell over the line. It's, you need to... I don't yeah. care. I'd rather you make a completely and blatant miss when you're short exactly. than let them barge but over. That was, that was my... You know? That's my criticism. The lack of indecision started from the inside, not just with him. But it all got messed up, especially when they took him off. Because yeah. then they've Cartwright put Kelly to fullback, moved Zilman to the centres because he's played there before to try and fix it. Zilman may have played in the centres before, but he's still not going to offer the same defensive decisions that you know Jamal Idris has been making for you guys. So. No. I, I couldn't understand that decision. I, Kelly had to stay in the halves for me. Um, yeah. And then he gets dominated on kick return because he's the smallest bloke on the field. Small bloke, yeah. But um, ridiculous. And to be down 36-0 at halftime, that's a disgrace. Yeah, really That's bad. a disgrace. Um, I, I obviously didn't watch the first half live. You were sending me text messages. I'm still sticking um, to what I said before, though. I'm not I'm not taking too much out of it. And until, you know what? The Gold Coast won the penalty count. They did. Won the penalty count, had got absolutely no excuses. And in the metres, they got done 1,500 to 1,000. So. Just disgraceful. Uh, I thought for us, watching Green it Bird. today, Bird and Harrison were the two I thought you had a crack. Well, I thought the Kelly, them, Kelly still. Kelly oh, had a Kelly, real crack. Kelly got thrown around. Um, he got right around. I still think that Caesar needs to take... I know they didn't have to go forward, but he's still been missing since Kelly's turned up. Has been. It's he's fine like hard. It reminds me of the old... Oh, I think I've said it before. It's the Carney Campisi thing. Yeah, Campisi was so dominant and everyone had wraps on uh, Carney was so dominant and everyone had wraps on Campo but you never saw it mm. the moment that Carney got shipped out was Campisi's explosion Yeah, we've seen Caesar, you know being such a great player last year and now Kelly's come in and almost kind of stole his thunder it mm. seems to look that way oh, I think yeah the, the longer they're together the better they're going <clears> to be um, and in this game you can almost throw it out the window because Kelly got moved to fullback but, mm. uh, but all the credit in this game has got to go to Newcastle um, it, it was a soft win, but... It's got to go to their backs. Um, their forwards... Backs were great. The forwards, yeah, well, the Titans forwards did nothing. They didn't have a great involvement, really, because a lot of the ball was, you know, just getting to that edge nice and early, and they were yeah. tearing you guys apart, really. But, well, the uh, two for me, Mullen and McManus, they were the two best players on the field. Well, I've said before that Tafura and McManus would have been my winger, purely because they're both good yardage ringers, and they do all the dirty stuff. And yeah. you see again here, anything that was thrown to me finished, and if you watch the game nice and closely... He loves taking a dirty scoot. He yeah. sticks his head in there. He really doesn't care. Yeah, that's more for me. I don't care what he does down the attacking end. No, he field. does a great job. He can catch and score, but in yardage, he's one of the best wingers. That was in the like NRL. someone said, Tafu doesn't finish like Merritt. If anyone watches Tafu this year, oh, how, he how many times in Origin are you going to get a catch and score try Not for a winger? No. Wake up! But they're both the same. If, if you know, if the Idris options out the window, the finishing the, the finishing should be the absolute last thing that you take into account. It's mm. stopping tries in Origin. And making meters in origin. Yeah, well, they're both better defensive, I think, than yeah. is by a mile, too. Yeah. But McManus grabbed a, a first half hat trick and then got a fourth in the second. Leilua, like I said, easy crash over. Tyron Roberts, typical. Everyone who's watching on video knows that he slides across, and if you, you know, don't have the inside man, he cuts through. He did the same thing. Mullen got one. Uh, late on, you blokes grabbed a couple of tries, but they'd, oh, pretty, they'd that switched off. They, they were done. Mm-hmm. They were 46-0 up. That was game over. But yeah. it ended a poor run for the Knights, but I'm still not taking anything. They've been way too hot and cold. They play the Dogs this weekend. If they can repeat the beatdown they put on the Dogs, you know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe they can build some momentum. But yeah. I'm still not biting on them. And same as you guys, you've had a couple of good wins, but 
take Idris out of the equation. Uh, Heimel Hunt, Jerome Hughes playing this week. Jerome Hughes at fullback for Zillman, good young 20s player. I want to see Mark Awani get a start. Yeah, I like Mark Awani. I think Canberra He's been would be our best forward banging their head on the table at the moment, thinking mm-hmm. that they could have had him as a front row and they need one at the moment. I think apart from Burden Harrison, um, he's been our best best player. The other thing was for us, we missed Nate Miles massively. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott and Smith, both Scott, <laughs> Jeremy Smith, brutal in defence. Uh, yeah. there's, there's not many negatives you can give for Newcastle, but you blokes, yeah, Bird and Kelly and Harrison, probably the only ones that really stood out. Yeah. So flush that one, moving on. Uh, other Sunday game, New Zealand Warriors made it five in a row, 18-16 to 16 win over the Broncos, and I don't care how they won the game. This is evidence, again, of what happens when you play high-completion football. They had energy to come up with a moment like that, you know. And if you make your completions and you do the right thing, anyone knows in football that you're going to get an opportunity. Yeah. Conrad Hurrell, uh, he took that gamble. Instead of taking a man, he took the space and tried to get the pass, and uh, it paid off. Yeah, 85% completions or, or up there around abouts. Uh, Brisbane actually completed higher than, mm. than the Warriors. It so. was a final standing game. Um, it, it was outstanding. The hits, great the game. runs... Uh, Kicking games, it was dead even in pretty much every aspect, uh, except the Warriors were probably... I've got that intercept drawer. A little more up front, I think, <clears> as well. <throat> Lilliman, Rapira and Madalena, and this shows the quality of their forwards, which I said at the start of the year. They should lay the platform to make them a dominant side. All three of those front rowers made 160 metres. Yeah. And, you know, that is your foundation to unleash your players like Sean Johnson, your halves and your outside backs. And Elijah Taylor, I was pretty dirty at the start of the year on him. I thought he was a great player and... He was wasting his talent, waiting to move to Penrith, but uh, he seems to have awoke. Yep. 50 tackles, another great try, and another great game. Fletty Mateo popped five offloads and got a try assist. He's on fire as well. Yeah, the, the, And the possession was almost even straight down the middle, but the difference was, as you said, uh, and I'm going to throw it back again, yardage backs. Yep. Um, the Warriors have got great yardage backs. Um, the Broncos, say, say, Lachlan Marana, uh, Hoffman, Reid, um, Hodges is a great yardage yardage. I player. think Hoffman is too, though. <laughs> Hoffman's um, outstanding. Yeah, Hoffman's fairly good. But um, when you've got Vardive, Harrell, Fisiahi, um, Dane Nielsen even, he, he takes some scoots that go unnoticed. Well, he's a fantastic um, edge defender. And then you yeah. throw that with their forward pack. They outgained, they, they, uh, outgained the Broncos by almost 200 metres with the same amount of ball. So Probably the only thing that bothers me about them going forward, and you kind of see it, if their forwards don't create the tries or Johnson does, like, you know, Lulawai, he's tough as nails, but he's not very creative. And no. Nathan Friend doesn't offer you too much creativity. And that's where they're going to fall. Like they at, don't best, have, at best, they're know. a bottom eight side because they're not going to be able to push out the amount of points to beat a top so four side. The, the other think. year when they had Maloney and Johnson and they lost that grand final, yeah. there they had enough oh, I think, creativity in those If, if they had Maloney now... With Maloney back now. there now again and they play this kind of football with that side... They're a top four side. They're covered everywhere. Yeah. They've got great centres. They've got you know big wingers. They've got a massive forward pack. It gives more creativity and more point of difference than probably any pack in the comp. So. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to believe in the Warriors. Uh, they're am. going over to Perth. They're playing the Rabbitohs this week. That's going to be huge. Uh, looking over at the Broncos, man, the one for me, Corey Parker. Yes, uh, you know, he, was, he was my player of the week. Unbelievable. Uh, great performance. I thought Justin Hodges, he backed up well from origin. Josh Hoffman was great. Yeah. Um, as much as I wanted to see the Warriors win, it kind of broke my heart that Parker missed the goal, purely on effort. You know, yeah, I would have liked to send a to golden point, but at the same time, people were like, oh, the intercept, they won the game, they didn't deserve it. I thought that the Warriors were more dominant throughout. They didn't take their chances, and yeah. that's why I relate back to Lulawai and Friend. You know, as far as you know, trying to create your points or be definite in that area, I think Johnson and Mateo 
are really their only two options as far as creativity. They don't really get enough out of their nine and six. Yeah. Well, and the, obviously, Locke. Locke's not a ball-playing fullback, so Sean Johnson's pretty much on his own in that department. People have got to remember that when uh, when Nathan Friend was signed to the Warriors, he was playing uh, with a combination of Rogers and Prince at the Gold Coast, which yeah. made him look, um, you know, very at- attacking... Uh, a lot of sorry, like a very attacking-minded uh, and, and focused hooker who could produce points um, in attacking areas, but that's not coming to fruition, um, which is starting the Warriors attack a little bit. I feel like maybe sometimes they don't push up on him as, as much as they could either. Nathan Friend, um, he gets out of nine and uh, and creates some opportunities and takes off, but there's not guys pushing with him. So I think that could be something that they could work on. Um, but other than that. Great game, a really good game to watch, um, and neither neither side should feel disappointed walking away from this one. Obviously, the Broncos will be because they lost the game, but mm. um, you know they, they could take a lot out of that. The Broncos, if they play like that from now to the end of the year, um, they're going to be around about in the eight. I'm still just stoked. Like I said, those three front rollers, they blew my mind. That, that's the best part of any of those teams. You know, They lay a platform. Yeah. That lets Mateo, Taylor, Hurrell, Nielsen, Locke, all these guys come into it. And if they keep laying that platform, uh, they're going to be a real threat going forward. Yep. Uh, the other Sunday game, very happy about this one. Cowboys 24 over the Sharks 4. I had massive wraps on them at the start of the year, and they've absolutely throttled me so far. Mm-hmm. But uh, very happy to see them uh, having winning ways, especially around this time of year. James Tarmow was the one I was looking for, and he produced a massive 200 metres in his first game back. So, yep. hopefully. Well, this game was fairly close, wasn't it? Like, it was half-time for all. With 20 yeah, to go, yeah. it was close. But, but you just felt like the Cowboys were going to get them. The whole game, it was more <laughs> when. When is it going to happen? Yeah. You know, like, the Sharks, Todd Carney this week, Flanagan's come out and said he's disappointed and he thinks he's in a bit of a lull because it's only just hit him that the decider's coming up and he's probably not going to be playing. I know that's all well and good, but you're still getting paid to play your club football. You got upgraded to a massive deal this year. You just you got missed to, eleven tackles. You just got to do your job. Yeah, and he, you know, that's what I was going to say. He, he, he wasn't great. Uh, what killed me, and this is the main thing, stood out. I was excited to see Sam Tagatizi play start in front row. He only made fifty-eight meters, and Ben Ross started with him, only made forty. So, if you want to talk about those two starting front rowers as compared to Tarmow and Scott, 200 and 170, yeah, and 370 metres take 90 away from it. They were 280, 270 less than their opposition. Yeah. Well, the two for me, I thought Luke Lewis was great. And Andrew Fleeter yeah. was great. 112 metres um, And <clears throat> minutes played, Laurie Daly. Um, and to those on uh, who were in that Origin 2 um, player review debate, he played uh, 52 minutes. So there's no reason why he can't play 50 minutes. He's for played the South more than that against Newcastle on a couple of teams. Yeah. He's I think 200 metres. He has to he has to play 50 minutes for New South Wales to be effective. And, oh. and in that time, he's produced 30 tackles, 100 uh, 120 odd metres, 15 runs. That's what we need from him. In, in and, and the only reason he had to make as many tackles as he did is because obviously the Cowboys dominated the possessions. So. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm not a hater on Andrew Feeder. I almost think he should be starting for the Sharks. They had an extra seven sets to Cowboys. So that Put that it's easy on the bench start for Feeder. I wouldn't start for Feeder for them, but I'd get him. I like. I, Why I, not? You I, can play sixty. I like how they use him, but I'd use him more like Graham gets used for the dogs. I'd let twenty go, then get him in, then just leave him for the rest of the game. Yeah. Just so you get a bit out of him at the first half, impact wise. Let him have his rest, and then just let him go for Hammer until home. Yeah. But uh, Kane Lynette, a bloke that I have uh, very big thoughts on. He got over nice and early. He's a very big, strong centre. Uh, Lewis got one great hole run later on in the half. So four all going into half time was very similar to the Panthers St George game to me. It was. Kind of the one where I thought the Panthers were in control, much like the Cowboys were, but it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, second half, it just kind of opened itself up. You know, they 
in the grind for a little bit, and then Winnerstein got over. Lynette got over again late. Uh, they they just kind of opened the game up for themselves. Cooper got over right at the start of the half. Yeah, it, it just turned into a bit of a, a bit of an open game in the back end. The last ten minutes, they opened it up, kicked the penalty goal, twenty four to four. Yeah, the Sharks to me, they just looked flat, pretty straightforward. Um, if Carney's carrying burdens, that's all well and good, but he's got to realise that they're in the eight and they need to solidify that position, stop worrying so much about. Um, I think I think uh, I think the Sharks and the Titans are the two teams for me in the eight that I look at and go, you're not going to be there come finals time. Yeah, well, their front row and their forwards in general let them down. Luke Lewis. And I said that start of the year, I, <clears throat> I think I put them in my eight, um, but I was pretty early on them not making uh, the eight. I, I just, I don't see where their offense is. Uh, their centers are awful. Their wingers are fairly ordinary. Their fullbacks, not real crash hot. Robson's makeshift. He's solid. Carney, if he's playing like this, they're not making the eight. Mm. Well, you, you pretty much got to look at it this Johnny way. Morris, he's a solid first grader. He ain't breaking a game. Gord- Gordon's going to be back this week. I think that's a positive. Oh, they, they need more from him because yeah. he, he made Carney look like a world bear at the start of the year. He gave plenty of help. Uh, Bo Ryan, I know I'm not his biggest fan, but I think he's oh, a lot more solid than some beers. of the other wingers can. I thought Sasai Fek, he's been really good since he's coming to great. Mm. I'd like to see him remain, but he just doesn't. Just flat. Doesn't worry me if I'm coaching. There's only two players really in that game that made any difference, and it was for Feder and Lewis. Typical, it was your origin players. But yeah. I thought uh, for the Cowboys, Tarek Sims. Yeah, well, Tarek Sims. Get Josh Reynolds off the bench for New South Wales. Put Tarek, put Tarek Sims, Sims in. He got man of the match. He set up a try. Uh, got a line break assist. Fairly decent impact. I'm more impressed now with Thompson and Robert Louis. I think they've really eased the pressure on Jonathan Thurston. And I know he had some bumps and bruises, but he looks a lot more happy playing outside Robert Louis and everybody has quoted a million times Benji Marshall saying the best halfback he's had of his time in the Tigers was Robert Louis so uh, I think that may be helping we've already spoke about the platform laid by Tarmount Scott 200 and 107 metres respectively yeah. and just a quick wrap to Kane Lynette and the dummy half work by their backs their backs I think are one of the best in the com as far as rucking the pill outs concerned Ash Graham Antonio Winnerstein Kane Lynette and old Buzz Brent Tate Lightyear who had a fantastic game in the origin their dummy half He's work. awoken, hasn't he? You know, their dummy <laughs> half work is uh, outstanding. So, deserved win for them, and I'm really hoping they push their way for the eight because they're too good not to be there. All right, last game of the round. Mm, we've got the Roosters, 18-12 to 12 over Manly. And for me, this was a really good result. I know Foran pulled out and Maloney wasn't there, but, you know, Kennedy pulled out. They get Jared back. They've had a couple of changes the last couple of weeks, and uh, that's two, two games, I think, now. The Dogs and the Manly, where they were had makeshift players. You know, they had the makeshift pair of halves the week before. They've got the job done. Mm. So for me, everyone that still keeps slapping in the face and they haven't beaten anyone, well, they've just beat Manly and the Bulldogs. So for me... Oh, they're winning. They're winning. Um, for me, the, the Roosters are doing everything that they, they could be asked to do. Um, I just don't see them winning the comp. I see them definitely top four, preliminary final, definitely. Um, but I, I don't know whether they can win it. Um, for me... Massive positive, Jared Weir Hargreaves being back. Um, he was sensational. I thought Minicello, he cleaned up a lot of uh, near chances for Manly at the back. Um, and for Manly, well, it was hard to sort of to pick a player out. I mean, the big one for them was Foran, obviously, missing the game. Uh, I, I thought their best player was Brent Lawrence. Yeah, well, him missing showed in particular because there was a point there where Cherry Evans, you know, he didn't play a great amount of minutes in the origin. I would have <laughs> expected him to be a bit more dominant, but... They had repeat sets for four or five there on the Roosters' line, and they really needed to get points, and then they turned it over and conceded the next set. So 
uh, late on. Stewart dropped a deflection. That was a bit of a lucky one, but it could have been a try. And then Bura got held up by Guerra. So yeah. any chances they had, it was much like that Bulldogs game again. If they were going to make a run, which they did late, they left it too late. But, you know, Kieran Foran just proves, you know, what playing direct does. When he's there and he plays direct, he's absolutely outstanding. Uh, In a wet game, especially. I've said a million before. times that I like Matt Ballon, but he offers zero in attack. And it showed the other night. Well, he, he kicked all right at the start of this game. He kicked all right. Got a couple of repeat sets. But you're right. He, he's not getting out of nine and he's no. not attacking. But like that grand final, I know it's a long time ago against Melbourne. It was like the first time I've ever seen him scoot. He yeah. scored the first try of the game. I'm like, why don't you duck out at least once or twice a yeah. game? You know? Oh, well, the other one was Jake Friend. He scored a great try yeah, in the half. And you, I, know um, you're, you, I still don't think he can ball play out of nine, but it's nice to see him running out of he's nine. He's a good player. I don't I, I don't, I'm not saying he's not a good player. I just don't think he can ball play out of nine. Well, with the way they play their football, he's not expected to. No. They've got both their halves. They've got Sonny Bill, and he fits them to a tee. He makes 50 tackles every week. Mm. He's a grinding sort of player. I just love him. He, he's a battler. He's a gamer. He does his job every week. Mm. But, uh, you know, the 6-3 to the line break, so, you know, simple there, there again. The Roosters, they just got strike everywhere, even when you take a player like Maloney out. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Bill was absolutely outstanding. 44 missed tackles to 26 by Manly, though. 8-0 at half time. Poor old boy, Cordner, he couldn't kick a goal to save his life. Well, Manly are lucky he couldn't kick a goal, mm. because otherwise they would have, they would never have been in this game. Yeah. Um, he, he looked like, a, like an A-grader, park footballer down there, yeah, the front rower. Like, I've seen... I've seen under-13s players kick the ball better than that. Mm, pretty goal. bad, old Paul. Um, but, yeah, they, they, everyone had a laugh at it. Um, it was pretty funny, but really just shows you sort of... The Roosters are a happy bunch at the moment. Yeah, they really a happy are. Team, and a happy team is a dangerous team. Yeah, well, they could have had more as well because Sonny Bill made a break. People said the pass wasn't that great, but Jennings dropped it. I still thought for a centre oh, of $600,000, mate. He's got to catch it and score. Catch the ball and put over the line. Definitely. 8-0 at half-time. I thought it could have been a lot better in terms of uh, the Roosters' way. But heading into the second half, you know, Lions struck back early. They got a try, 8-6. Sheck, that head clash, wow. That mm. was uh, sick, sickening. That really reminded me why playing the front row was a bad idea for my brain cells because when you get whapped in the head like that, you think you're having a great game and you're right into it. When someone hits you like that, you're just like, I want to go home. It was ugly. Ugly, not a good sound. The other one was um, Daniel Mortimer got crushed. Yeah. And, and smashed. His was more from Sam Moa. Sam Moa got him in that blind spot. He got, he got mowed by the Moa. He really did. But a highlight of the second half for me was the try. Sonny Bill throws a nice cutout pass. Jennings to Tupo. Tupo dishes it back. 70 metre try. The highlight of that for me was Jamie Lyon being sort of blocked by yeah. Jennings. And he pulled and him out of the way. And he put him in a position to score the try yeah. man, when he yanked him out of the way. Um, but uh, again, uh, they got a penalty goal, finally. He kicked one, Boyd Cordner. And he was he was no favourite to kick that either. But it still didn't make a difference because all the ones he missed early on left him at 18. And when Georgie Porgy got over in the 77th minute, it was 18 12, you thought yeah. if they get one, Boyd Cordner's kicking could do a, a manly when Jamie Lyon missed four against Canberra and that he won 16 Same 10. Thing, but, yeah. You know, I, I just look at the Roosters. That's two games, like I said, dogs and manly, where people probably rid them off and they got the job done. Jarabri Hargraves, outstanding. 20 carries. He played a lot of minutes for a bloke who hasn't played for five But weeks. Jared, stop slapping people in the head. He slapped him in the shoulder. I'm doing a big fan. rubbish. That he just sticks into games. Do it, Jared. Oh, Keep doing it. I love he annoys him. me. Love and him. that's probably what he's going for as well. He's he's probably trying to annoy people. Well, I like it. He throws down the gauntlet every week, but he backs yeah. it up. As long as he oh, keeps backing up, I, I couldn't care less. Yeah. But Sonny Bill, like I said, I've just got to give a wrap. Two line break assists, a line break, a try assist. The blokes are free. Mm. You can't be that big and be playing five eight. You can't ball play like that. He did have one blunder where he chucked one to Tupo who passed to him out of dummy half and he realised, okay, he's not there on the wing. Yeah. 
Like the bloke is just. Oh, but yeah, if, uh, if Tupo's the only catches it, he's away. So. I, I know the million dollars at the start of the year would have been hypocritical. No, I, I think at the start of the year, everyone's question wasn't uh, wasn't that Sonny Bill couldn't potentially uh, justify that money. It was just whether he would, well, it, whether the timeout would affect him. Uh, there was probably also a little bit of hate there because of the way he left the game. But he, I'm not going to. Who cares? Not gonna I mean, he's on. here now. He's doing lots of good things for our game. Um, Trent Robinson said after the game, we need to keep him here in the NRL. And I was going to say, right. I think Mitchell Pearce, he's like his safety blanket. Pearce gives him a lot of early ball, which is looks like a genius because Sonny Bill, nine times out of ten, creates more than what Pearce well, does. Well, don't even get me started on Mitchell Pearce coming out of this game. Mm. He, he doesn't get involved enough. He doesn't push he doesn't. that side around the park. He sort of just says, give me the ball on the last tackle. I'll kick it. Um, and he exclusively plays the right-hand side of the field. Yeah, doesn't play the left. That's why I like Maloney. Maloney pushes both. He runs holes. He gets involved. He plays dirty. I don't know. I just don't understand how a guy who's playing origin that can only exclusively play one side of the field. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And he still, he has the whole set to plan his kick. Mm. A whole set to He's look and plan his kick. He still can't find the he grass. He still can't find the grass. Yeah. Well, they got the result, so going forward, put Maloney back in there. I think they're much better off. He they seems to do a better job and help Pierce out. But for Manly, uh, this is a bit more of the cracks that I expected earlier in the year when we talked about a lack of depth. They didn't get too much out of their bench. Mm. They're starting line up solid, but they're starting to be some crack show. When Foran's not there, they really struggled. Yeah. Chair Evans need to step up. I don't think he did. Glenn Stewart not playing well either. Well, I was had written down here that both Stewarts. What's going on? Like, yeah, I know Brett's, Brett's had injuries, injury. but... I blew up when they justified signing him for 700000 or whatever it was for four more years. Mm. He's had two knee reconstructions, and yeah. having some myself, I know you get hip and hamstring problems, and he's got problems with his hands already. Yeah. So I guess what, man? That's $2.8 million you've invested in a 29-year-old who's yeah. due to be 30. So, you know, there's a lot of money tied up in both of those blokes, and neither Glenn, of them are, Glenn are healthy. Glenn looks a little bit disinterested. He just looks frustrated. But that's what you've got to expect. He had that breakout year where he ball played and grubbed and did everything on that right-hand side. He missed seven tackles. Everybody knows now. Yeah, it didn't make many metres. He just, yeah, I don't know. I think they need, not any more from them, but obviously they need four and back there, but I still think... Four is a man for them. Going, for, their going forward, they don't have enough depth and they don't get enough out of their bench players. Uh, he, he's just absolutely killed Bure this year. I don't know if he's got against that him. That was the best game Bure's But he had a good game. Yeah, Bure was good. But I think he's almost shot his confidence, Jeff Tooby. So yeah. I think it's about time he starts to focus a little bit more and recognise that Bure is a, a good weapon. He needs to have him on the bench and use him a bit more. 100%. But uh, that wraps up the reviews for this week. We'll move on now to our Cenobet Degenerate Gambler section. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get on to Cenobet and fire up. Download the Cenobet app and get into the centre of the action or get onto www.cenobet.com and register now or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Cenobet, fire up. Alrighty, now we have our Degenerate Gamblers section brought to you by Cenobet. Get the Cenobet app on your mobile and fire up. Thanks to them, we get two $300 bets to give away to you every week. Uh, we obviously do the Friday night closest to or correct margin and Monday night closest to or correct margin. And God bless them, they give us $100 to bet for charity every week, which we're slowly building up. Uh, we obviously had We've a, had a few run. bad weeks, had but it's time run. to get back on track. So, Brock, what are the odds this week? Uh, Brought to right. you by odds this week, the first game Friday night, Melbourne $1.30 at home to the Brisbane Broncos, three sixty-five. The line is 9.5 to the Broncos. Mm, well, I don't mind the 9.5 just because I don't think Melbourne... Will uh, be jumping out of their skin still. Brett Finch is obviously at the moment trying to kind of link in with them. 
Cameron Smith's supposed to be back after having uh, a bit of a problem with his eye, but uh, yeah, we'll have to wait. I, I'd see. steer clear of that game, unless you're going to back Melbourne 1-12, to um, which is give you some decent value. But other than that, I, I wouldn't be taking Brisbane with the line, and I wouldn't be taking Melbourne minus the line. Uh, the other game, Friday night game at Cronulla Stadium, or uh, as it's known now, as Remindus Stadium. Stadium. Uh, Cronulla, $1.53 at home. The West Tigers, two fifty five. If you like the Tigers, you can get them with a five-and-a-half start at $1.90. Well, I, like, I tip the Tigers, obviously, at desperation to catch up in the tipping comp, but at Shark Park, I usually don't like going against the Sharkies. They're usually pretty good at home. Yeah, Saturday, 5.30 uh, at Oki Jubilee, uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, uh, Four thirty-five, sorry, four thirty-five. Outsiders, the Roosters, a dollar twenty-three. The line is eleven and a half to the Dragons. I don't think that'll be enough. No, nah, well, I would steer clear of this one too. I think uh, the Roosters are pretty much certain is to get this one, so yeah. not too much value there. No. All right. Uh, the other Saturday game, the last Saturday game, only two games this Saturday. The Gold Coast, dollar eighty favourites. The Penrith Panthers, two oh five. That's up in Darwin. The line is one and a half to the Panthers. I think there's a bit of value there for the Panthers, but at the same time, we always have the old bounce-back factor. Two debuts for the Titans, and I think they'll be a bit better off defensively uh, this week than what they were after having lost Jamal last week and having to reshuffle. Yeah, all right. The first Sunday game, Canberra Raiders, $1.58 at home. They're undefeated at home this year. North Queensland Cowboys, two forty-five. The line is four and a half to the Cowboys. This is our... Uh, a charity bet this week. We're going to take the Cowboys 245 to knock off the Raiders. Yeah, well, I think if anyone's going to end the, the run, it'll probably be them. And I think Canberra are a bit wounded at the moment. They're a bit down on themselves. They've had the Dugan incident, uh, the Fergus incident again after being built back up. And they've just had a couple of injuries that seem to be rolling on. So they're a bit beaten up. And I think the Cowboys are on the up. So 245, having a good have a stab. Agree. All right, the other game, the Doggies. Uh, this is in Mackay, $1.50. Newcastle Knights, 265. Not bad. Odds, if you like, the Knights out of their form from last week, and you get a five-and-a-half start on Newcastle. Yeah, well, back in Benny Barber's hometown, they killed Melbourne up there last year in this game. I think that they'd be pretty psyched for this one, so I'd be going the dogs. But uh, if you want to trust Newcastle, which I can't, they've been a bit hot and cold this year, that's pretty good odds. Yeah, fifty for the dogs. I don't mind that. I'd be throwing that in a multi. Uh, the Sunday night game over in Perth, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, $1.30. New Zealand Warriors, three sixty five. not bad odds. The line is 9.5 to the Warriors. Mm. Well, I, know they I don't, don't mind the line. Yeah, well, I know they don't travel well, but I'm uh, pretty keen for this game. I think this is a true test. The Warriors almost beat South last time mm. at New Zealand, but whether they can do it over here, yet to be seen. But I think this will be a cracker of the game. And uh, yeah. if you've got a spare tenner or some change, I, I don't think the Warriors are a bad outside bet, just something small. Well, yeah, they're in better form now than what they were when they got beat by the Rabbitohs yeah, over there. Yeah, so. only a try. Um, the last game, Monday night, Manly, $1. fourteen, Parramatta $6, and that'll get even shorter, Manly, because yeah. uh, they have to win this game at Brookvale. Yeah, well, um, And the line is 16 to Parramatta. You can't see four in a row as far as losses are concerned for Manly and poor old Parra. Uh, the break, regardless, there's nothing that's going to help them. There's no players to come back. Hayden Plain's supposed to be playing to try and solidify his origin chances, but even him, he can't save Parramatta from what's going to happen. Well, if you get decent odds, 30-plus on Parramatta, <laughs> maybe take that. Yeah. Oh, well, that wraps up the centre bet gambling section for this week. So, as we said before, if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you get onto centrebet.com. And uh, if you like betting on your mobile, get their app from the App Store and fire up. But for now, we'll move into the wrap-up. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained and who they've lost for the next season? 
or check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com. Alrighty, that wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, a little later than usual, we know, but some uh, work complications this week restrain us from doing it on time. But nevertheless, as always, it will be available on iTunes and Podomatic, so get your hands on it tonight or tomorrow on Friday before the fixtures kick off. If you want to communicate with us, you know how this works on Twitter, at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. Uh, our email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, just head up to the search bar as always and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Uh, get onto the Twitter page, Facebook, ask us plenty of questions, like, share, and review the podcast if you could, especially on iTunes. And always remember Friday and Monday, keep your eyes peeled. We post up on gossip and on our page for betting on the Centibet $300 bet for the Friday night and Monday night games as far as closest to the correct score. So always keep your eyes open for that. Plenty of chances to win some cashola for your betting account and have a stab on the footy on the weekends. But for now, guys, get your hands on the podcast and enjoy the football for the weekend. See ya. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you? What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?